<laughs> Look how this, these new mics is. We are in the new studio today. We are the in the new, new studio. Uh, these things. And look how that. The wobble. The, the weeble wobble. wobble. Wobble, wobble. Shake, it looks shake. like it looks like when you're taking a pee and you're shaking it well, off. I can't identify with that, y'all. <laughs> so if Once I, again, okay, I'm out. If I shake this more than three times, I'm playing with it. You, you are playing with it if you shake your mic more than three times. And we're live. With Paranormal Dash Spirits. The place we come to get our booze on. We talk about the booze, the things that go bump in the night. And I get to do that with all my booze. I'm Mike Black. To my left is my lovely wife, Alyssa Black. Hello. Across the table from me, taking a swig of water right now, is my best friend, sidekick. The lovely and talented. The lovely and talented, John Burkett. And tonight we are bringing you a story of a deserted, haunted hospital in the middle of Texas. Right here in the great state of in Texas. In the great state of Texas. God's country, the greatest By place God. on earth. And uh, God's this is this has lots and lots of stories of the hauntings and lots and lots of paranormal investigators have been there. Um to investigate this hospital john's got lots of stories about it and before we get to that we're going to talk about all the places you can come visit us on the web we have if you're listening to us on a podcast then you won't be able to tell that we're in our brand new studio setup but we're if you're watching on youtube which is 3b paranormal spirits you'll see that we have our new setup in here and we got our boom mics and we got our little wiggle things on our mics that keep it from shaking and yeah. all kinds of cool stuff like that. I just want you to know that you said paranormal dash spirits too. For what? When you introduced us. I did? You said paranormal dash spirits. You jinxed me. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> I thought I messed it up. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. That's nah, all right. So, um, if you're listening on the podcast, you can come see us on YouTube, and that's at 3B Paranormal Spirits. No, no, no dash. No, no dash. dash. Okay. We had to put the 3B on there because somebody else had already taken Paranormal Spirits. <laughs> they had so, those two chicks. Some that, chicks with like three videos. Uh, yeah, and they're not nearly as awesome as we are, but they're, they're out there. And uh, so we also have uh, TikTok. We have Twitter. We have, or X, I guess now, X. The X. X. And Instagram. And if you want to see us there, some of our little shorts that we put out and stuff like that, and uh, you can go there and look us up at paranormal underscore, spelled out D-A-S-H underscore spirits. And it's the same for all of them. So if you go to any one of those three, you'll be able to find us. We also have a website, which is paranormal-spirits.com. That's a landing page. You can get to everything from there. Um, We also have a Facebook page. Please join. We have a group there, uh, Booze with Benefits. That's B-O-O-S, Booze with Benefits. And on our uh, website, paranormal-spirits.com, you can go to our swag store 
Which I don't think I brought any swag I in tonight to say. Well, oh, John's got a... I've got Boozy's Koozie on this water. John's got a Boozy Koozie. On this delicious, refreshing water. <laughs> what happened to my There's a coffee mug koozie. over there. There's a coffee mug over there. Yeah, yeah. I got a coffee mug. And we got... Last week, uh, Mike and I wore a <laughs> ladies racer back. Yes, we did. We we wore ladies Razorback tees in 2XL, and they were tight, tight, tight tight on us. Y'all were rocking the sexy body. Uh, They were rocking the dad bods. (laughs) And we were, uh, but you can pick all that good stuff up at Boozy's Boutiques, and uh, I'll make sure that there's links in the video if you're on YouTube uh, to check that out. So this is a, a show about spirits, and we talk about the kind that go bump in the night, and we also talk about the booze, the booze, B-O-O-Z-E, booze, and Lisa, tell us about what we're drinking tonight. It looks like we have a Blanco tequila. We have El Tesoro Blanco puff, tequila. Puff, yeah. John said puff, puff, pass. We have done Tesoro before, but we did the Reposado, and this is the Blanco. We've. But uh, I got the light one this time. The what one? About the light pour. Well, you're you're presenting false. though, sir. You're presenting, so you need to throw me off. We don't no, want... no, that, no, you keep that. <laughs> You've touched it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. Tell us about Tesoro Blanco. So I just found that on Tesoro's website, you can, they have a sangrita recipe, which is what we'd make vampiritas with. Mm-hmm. And it has ancho chili and serrano peppers in there. I you going to say anchovies. No, well, that's gross to me. But So this is um, our Blanco tequila is unaged and bottled immediately after distillation to capture the essence of our Highland Blue Weber Agave. Which to me, Blancos, that's what I like. Or a mild reposado, like something that hasn't been... The minerality of our soil and water shines mm. through in this traditional agave-forward tequila. Crystal clear appearance. Mm. Aroma is... Sexy. Fresh agave. Mm-hmm. Mixed with honey. No. <clears throat> and a touch of green olive. That's I good. smell that, actually. That's, okay, I, th- I, I think that's when we the aroma. Say things, uh, that, that's the aroma. Smell. See, you, they think it's green olives because I get a little bit of ethanol in the smell, and they're be. maybe thinking it's coming from a martini. That's the olive they're smelling. I don't know. I smell. I get the olive. Smell. I think it's Kalamata olive. No, <laughs> we can taste it, and then I will describe what it says the taste sounds like. All right. So here's two. Mm. All right. Cilantro. Cilantro, sirs. It's oh, tequila. Yeah. yeah. Sweet taste balanced yeah. with it with agave, white pepper, and subtle green notes. I get the green notes. I and do too. The finish sweet herby. sweet with hints of white pepper. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know the difference between white and black pepper on a taste like this. I will, I I will say that this does not have a lot of pepper to it. Mm-mm. I don't think. It's very smooth. It's herby and agave. I taste the agave and um, the herber- herbaceousness, I guess. Well, it's funny it. because I can't really compare it to the Reposado, really. I, just, I like them both. 
Mm-hmm. I just so happened to have compared them side by side at a restaurant, though, mm-hmm. and really was I preferred the Blanco. Isn't there a bottle of this in the mm-hmm. Reposado in there? It is. You saying we should compare them? <laughs> we actually was it last week or week? Before? No, it wasn't last week because last week we did the Weeble Don Roberto. The bottle that does this. Yeah, the Weeble Wobble Bobble. I mean, I'm fine with getting it and comparing them if you'd like to do that. But the, uh, and I get some herbaceousness, I guess. But it grassy, does, okay. yeah, it's kind of grassy, but it's not terramana grassy. No, no, because I don't think anything could be. No, this is this is more Saint Augustine, whereas that's Bermuda, <laughs> right? Or <laughs> I don't think that that's. Uh, I don't think that's it. I think. Uh, no, I don't. It does. It's not unpleasant. Terramana, to me, was. I see. I don't find it unpleasant, uh, but I, you know, I like this. I, I I don't want to talk too much smack about it since it's the rocks tequila. You might get smacked down. He might smack me down, but I, y'all are a little more boozy than I am too on it. <laughs> I mean, well, one I, of my favorites is is uh, Cabrito Reposado. Which is a very light represent, you know, it's not mm-hmm. very dark. Um, and it's a $20 bottle. And it's fantastic. It's It literally has a goat on it because it is the goat. Yeah, this was not a, this was not $20. I don't remember. For the money. Don Julio Blanco is probably still the goat for. Well, I will tell you the price point on this in two seconds. What is that? You trying to figure out what it tastes like? Mm-hmm. So this is going to retail you around forty two ninety nine. It's about what we paid, I think. <clears throat> yeah, forty. About forty, ish. Okay. I like it. Not my favorite. And I think it's the herb herbaceousness. I, know, I get I like it. What you're talking that. about? Yeah. The herbs. The herbs. The herbs. I'm not hating on it. No, I'm not hating on it. It's a good tequila. I don't think it's as good as other tequila. Do you like this better than the Reposado? I like the Reposado better. Of Tesoro? Mm -hmm. That's funny, because I don't don't think you said that at the restaurant when we had it. I don't remember. It's been a few weeks since we had this. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Three. Three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the... I ain't kicking it out of bed for eating crackers. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go get the Reposado, and then we can try it. Are you really? Yes, I am. Watch me. They watch will. me she's go. Gonna watch watch me walk. She's going to walk out of the... She's walking out of the studio. Walking out. Oh, she's pulling a... I hope she's not pulling cords when she goes. So, John, now we can talk absolute smack about her because she's gone. <laughs> she'll she'll see it, though, unless you edit no, it No, I can edit it out. She won't <laughs> see it. <laughs> I guess you brought glasses, too. Sure did. So, we're... The D4 is good. Uh, but... Here's the... So we're doing a side by side. Good lord. Glad I'm not driving. <laughs> oh, I think you act like you're a lightweight. No, I'm not a lightweight. You know I'm not. I but just haven't funny, had tequila in a while. It's been a, two weeks. I'll tell you I've had any tequila. What I really enjoy about the um this Tesoro and you know, we always talk about you know, part of the money in tequila's in the actually in the bottle. And this one has that old school grinding wheel that they push around to grind mm-hmm. the gavi. 
Deborah Posado has that as the. Yeah, it has it as the stopper. Oh, okay. It actually feels like stone on there. It's a little wet now because. And I know another the reposado is just a little bit taller too, which I thought was the bottle shape is slightly different. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, this is one where I actually like the reposado better. I can tell you right now. I'm with you. I agree. Normally, I like the bottle, but you know what, Cabrito, I prefer the reposado. You can tell that it's the same juice. Yeah. You really can. It just softens up that herbaceousness, some of the, mm-hmm. the aging. It does. Um, Here. Coralejo, I definitely Blanco. prefer the Reposado. The Blanco is Blanco. like drinking diesel. <sighs> See, now to me... That's, that's better. Definitely. That cuts some of that... That grassy herbal. It does taste when you taste them. When you have them side by side, you can really, yeah. really taste that. That thing that I can't put my nose on, my my <laughs> tongue on, finger on, as to what exactly that taste is, mm-hmm. is tampered down quite a bit in the ripside. Yes, it's whatever they're talking about. These green notes. So I will say, so the price difference at this one liquor store. So you're literally same liquor store. Mm-hmm. Forty two ninety nine for the Blanco, fifty five ninety nine for the Reposado. Okay. Yeah, that makes so sense. So about a fifteen dollar, thirteen fifteen dollar difference. I can taste that difference. I really can. And I mean, sometimes it's worth it. I mean, at least you're not talking like you know you talk about something like Classe, and you're going to go from you know one twenty one sixty to three hundred and fifty. So I mean, at least this is. Well, look at Mejenta. Mejenta starts off with their Blanco at forty dollars. I'm just hitting my boom. I might get used to this boom mic. I apologize. Um, it starts off at like forty dollars for the blanco. Forty eight ninety nine at this one. Okay, and then for the reposado, it's seventy something dollars. Don coming, Julio coming on eighty, and then you go to an añejo, and it's two hundred dollars a bottle, all in the same family, all the same juice. Yeah, Don Julio, the blanco. Mm-hmm. My absolute favorite. I've had the blanco and the repo, and there's you can sometimes. If you shop around, you can get the Blanco for $35. Uh, normally, it's about 40 but I've seen it at Costco Liquors for 35 bucks. Hey, bring your mic in just a bit, John. And yeah. uh, But then the Repo is like 60 so I mean, it's absurd. It's not very good. Yeah. Anyway. So, I'll tell you, like, at the same place for Tesoro mm-hmm. that I said the difference is. Total? Me, yeah, at Total Wine. Me Hinta Blanco is 44 49 the reposado was sixty five ninety nine, so you're going up twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and they don't even have the añejo, but the añejo at another place was one ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's what I was like two hundred dollars. So you're, you're jumping one hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, I knew it was. So, alrighty. Well, we recommend for all of us reposado on the Tesoro as opposed to Blanco, but you're not going to go wrong on either one. To be yeah, honest with you, I agree. I think the I think they're both good. Uh, if you like that. Herbies, green notes. The green notes. This is like a better ver. If you like Terramana, this is yes. There you go. I it has this a is, this it. has a sweeter taste to me than Terramana. It doesn't yeah. taste if artificial. You, if you like Terramana, you'll like this more. Because I feel like it wasn't Terramana the one that had it. It was not it's real. It's real grassy. Grassy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it didn't Lots it have some notes. added flavors to it. I nah. want to say it didn't have any additives. Uh. The Blanco doesn't. Okay. okay. But I remember, yes, it was very grassy. That's the first thing you said. 
grass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did. It, that's what it tasted like. So. All right. Speaking of grass, is there grass growing in Yorktown? Not much. No? No, no. It's kind of in a part of the little dusty part okay. of uh, South Texas. You know they say when towns die, the grass will be growing in your streets. All right. So we did a little bit of extra for the, the B-double-O-Z-E. So, John, tell us about the B-double-O-S. Okay. Uh, in the small South Texas town of Yorktown, which is population 1,800 to 2,000, depending on which census you look at, but... A couple thousand people live there. It's about 75 miles southeast of San Antonio. And in this town sits uh, what is most likely the most haunted building in Texas. Yorktown Memorial Hospital. Hospital was built in 1950, or construction started in 1950, opened in 1951. It was operated by a group of Roman Catholic nuns known as the Felician Sisters. I've never heard of that order. But I, I have not. Um, it's a 30,000 square foot building. It's not a terribly large hospital, but still a pretty big building. Uh, it has administrative offices, uh, two two-story wings containing hospital rooms, an emergency department, a chapel, nuns living quarters a priest living quarters and a dank scary murder basement dank scary murder murder basement <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so the sisters ran the hospital from 1951 up until 1980s 86 86 when uh in 86 a more modern advanced hospital opened up in the nearby town of Quero, and uh that put yorktown memorial out of business in, in the town of what Quero. Quero, okay. Quero, not Cuervo. Okay. Quero. Quero. Home of the Texas Chupacabra. Not not Jose Quero. <laughs> no, 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 no. Two rounds. <laughs> it's the town that, if you've ever seen the dash cam footage from DeWitt County Sheriff's Department, where that weird animal running down the side of the roads they call Chupacabra, that's Quero. It looked like a mangy dog or coyote or something? Well, actually, it turns out that it was... Uh, a hybrid of coyote and Mexican red wolf. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember. I remember this story because she did like the she she, she stuffed got it. it, and then didn't she send it off for DNA testing? She did. She sent okay. samples off for DNA. That's how they found out what it was. But she keeps it taxidermied in yes. her house. There's a doctor, a lady doctor who has a ranch in Quero. Who, anyway? Okay. Side story. It's the yeah. same area of Texas. <laughs> gotcha. Quero is the bigger town. There's about three times the population in Quero. 6,000, 7,000 people there. Um, So after it closed in 1986, as a hospital, it was converted into a drug rehab center. With the morgue still there, huh? Yep. Um, And then for the next six years until its total decommissioned in 1992 when it was abandoned. But for six years, it was a drug rehab Uh and inpatient rehab center so it really didn't operate that long i mean it was 40 something years hmm. um or over that time period okay. it said 2,000 people around 2,000 people died on site what kind of joke kind of hospital was this place how many people 2,000 2,000 oh my god from be healing uh, folks in uh, the name of the lord some of that some of those are occurred during the drug rehab period uh Oh. Many of those were in the hospital. Now, prior to the one in Quero, this was 
I mean, you'd have to go to San Antonio or Victoria to go to the hospital. So this was your country, yeah, hospital. Uh, probably level ten traumas. <laughs> well, you know that. That's like don't uh, be dying because you ain't gonna live. Don't be dying. In this. <laughs> no, well, that's like the, Some the of guys the on the here. bus, the uh, the ambulance when people were given a like where I I used to live, they were given an option. Do you want to go to because uh, there was Athens or Kaufman. ATMC Athens or and Kaufman. Kaufman was some Presby or something like that at the time. I forget. Still is, I think. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so, probably a safer choice. But it was, they gave them a choice back then. Do you want to go to Athens or do you want to die? <laughs> I mean, really? Yes. I mean, they would ask them. On Over the side Presby. Because I yeah. used to work for Presbyterian for okay. Texas Health Resources. And I can talking, tell you that is a stellar look, company. Remember how old I am. We're talking. Oh, dirt. Yes. Yes. We're talking. <laughs> 40 years ago. Older than the red dirt of Texas. That's right. Yes, but even in the last 10 years, there's some places, even like north of 20, that was identified or owned by the certain hospital group you speak of, ETMC. And... um, (laughs) Wait, that's, that does no longer exist. So. It doesn't yeah. exist. No, it doesn't. And there's a reason, but that they're talking about, do do you want to die? You gonna get me in trouble? Yeah, but they, somebody this they literally still works. Still works. The I said, I said, ETMC. Literally, the ambulance would come out and pick you up from an accident and ask you, "Hey, you want to go to Kaufman or you want to go to Athens?" And you know, because they were kind of like in the middle. If you were at the lake, you know, and an accident happened, because you're kind of right, well, they, like smack dab in the middle. You know, and it's like, do you want to you want to go to Athens or you want to die? Well, we used to have that one in that gosh, that crappy little town, like twenty miles from uh, Paris. And they did the same thing. Do you want to go there? Or do you want to go to uh, Paris Regional? Or, exactly. I know where I'm Paris. Picking. Yeah, mm. I mean, but so I digress. Two thousand. So there's not a differentiation between when it was a hospital versus a rehab center no, versus that's during the entire time that it was okay. occupied and being in use so but still you're talking that's 2000 deaths over 40 something years right that still so, seems like a lot like maybe it's maybe it is it's quite a bit i, I mean feel like especially for a small town for a town like that yeah, yeah. now there's oil field stuff going on out there so you've got oh, okay. oil field injuries stuff like that i mean but still that that's lots of haints lots of haints now um It's been sitting abandoned. It is privately owned, but it's been sitting abandoned uh, and since then, since 92. And it is said to be uh, the most haunted location in our great state of Texas. In fact, it was named the most haunted place on Earth by the uh, UK-based publication The Sun, beating out such famous haunts as London's Highgate Cemetery, the St. August Lighthouse in Florida, Pavilion Island in Italy, uh, the Paris Catacombs, and the Island of the Dolls in Mexico. Oh, wow. Which is one of the freakiest places you'll ever see. So this reputation has earned it a a spot on the paranormal bucket list for investigators mm-hmm. right up there with places like Eastern State or Waverly Hills. You're right. It's up the there with Isla the big boys type place. De Munica. Um, this has attracted investigators from all over the world, um, including our beloved. <laughs> all hell to Zach. Zach Baggins <laughs> and the Ghost Adventures crew. Uh, Was he afflicted there? 
Affected, affected, not afflicted, affected. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, Dakota Layden and Destination Fear. Mm. It did mm-hmm. an episode there. Uh, uh, Paranormal Files on YouTube. Uh, Twins Paranormal. Love, love Paranormal Files. Uh, yeah, Colin's been there six times. Oh, wow. The sixth time is when he brought the twins, the twins paranormal, mm-hmm. the doodle bear guys. And, um, I had a doodle bear. <laughs> I just say that face tattoos because I'm like, what the hell? Do you remember the doodle bear? But, no, oh, I, you had boys. You don't old, know the doodle we're bear. We're old guys, so. Yeah, that never No, had a your bear. child is, she might actually be too young for a doodle bear. I, there would never was a doodle bear. Mm, okay. Um, so the reports of activity here include everything. <laughs> name it and it's you there. You name it. It has been captured or recorded in this place. We're talking EVPs, knocks, bangs, sounds, footsteps, disembodied voices, disembodied moans, disembodied screams, uh, full body apparitions, half body apparitions. Gas. Everything up, <laughs> up to and including physical attacks and possessions. Oh, wow. Okay. Flies on the wall. Insects, any of that? It definitely yeah. has insects inside of there, <laughs> and other critters of a non-paranormal nature. Um, I've seen a couple of people get freaked out by raccoon eyes in the dark. Oh, a little trash panda. So yeah, but if you you could go if you go to YouTube, it just search Yorktown Memorial Hospital. There are countless people who have videos of their investigations there. Mm-hmm. So no one's come away empty-handed. I love this picture that I have pulled up right now. It's an old, old shower chair that's holding up the door. It's the shower chair. Like a bariatric <laughs> shower chair. I'm like, oh, that's... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, some of the stories about this place. So, there, there, there were about four or five main doctors who worked there over the time period. Not, not a whole lot of physicists. Not like they're not running doctors through like some places we've worked. Yes. Um but one of the main practitioners there was a doctor named uh, Leon Norwierski. Uh, doctor Norwierski was an elderly man. In fact, uh, he was practicing well into his 90s. By the time of his retirement, he actually had the oldest medical license in the entire state of Texas. Love that. Oh, for wow. Him. Yikes. Yeah. That's so, why they died. Go Norwierski. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what they say. Changed. There's two two professions where people never retire, doctor and lawyer, right? Where they just keep working right, until literally it's dangerous, um, which is kind of what happened here. Um, hence the 2000. Hence the 2000 deaths. So I'm wondering, is this why? <laughs> yeah. So uh, he became known for making fatal mistakes during operations. Oh, he's operating on people. Yeah. Oh, so, so we're surgeon, not just seeing Not just folks. a doctor, not just a... There are some names of some, I could, I'm not going to say some people that we probably know their names that should not be practicing for the exact same reason. Agreed. No, Um, agreed. But they still are for some. So he wasn't just an internist. He was actually a surgeon there. Was a surgeon. Uh, God, that's scary. One particular procedure that is talked about by everyone is, is this. Uh, he was performing some, something you do on a thyroid. I don't know what the hell you would Thyroidectomy, do. probably? Yeah. And hit the carotid artery, basically slit the patient's throat, bled out. Oh, my. And died. Gosh. <laughs> How do you miss that? Like Because you're 90-something. Yikes. Got got the... 
there are also allegations of him performing electroshock therapy on patients without consent. Okay. Right. Um, of course, when the hospital closed, uh, the rest of the doctors, they all took their records home with them. So there's no way to confirm or deny or deny any of this stuff. Hmm. Interesting side note. After Dr. Norwiski died, uh, he was buried in the cemetery about a mile down the road, the Holy Mount Cemetery there. Uh, someone dug up his grave and desecrated his body. Oh, my. Mm-mm. Was this a upset family I, member? No, that's the speculation. It's either upset family member or random act. Nobody knows. Kind of. Hmm. Yeah. Very poignant random act, if I must say. Yeah. So now one of the most well-known spirits said to reside in the building is, uh, is that of a little girl named Stacy. Mm. Now, there are a couple of different uh, versions of the Stacy story. As there, you're going to find out, there's a couple of different versions of almost every story. Um, either she was the daughter of a nurse who the nurse couldn't find daycare and so she spent her days at the hospital with her mother and then she passed away and that's the place that she was familiar with and that's why she's there or she was a young patient who died on site they don't know they don't know okay but uh, Stacy is said to be one of those interactive and, and friendly okay spirits in the place uh, during life, her favorite book was the uh, the Pokey Little Puppy. The Pokey Little Puppy. Yeah, and she loved to have the nuns read it to her. And according to some, the book was actually a gift from none other than Doctor Norwiski, with a note and handwritten note inside by the doctor from him to her. Uh, in the afterlife, Stacy can be found in certain areas of the hospital. Uh, they say she could be found in her old room on the first floor, which implies that she was a patient. Right. That would imply she's a patient. Right. Or playing in the basement halls, which why she'd go into the there. I don't know. But uh, they say she can be ticed, enticed into appearing if you go into the little library there and read the pokey little puppy. And that okay. she is said to be interactive. You could ask her to move like toy balls and stuff, and she will move the balls. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> There's another spirit said to roam the halls. There's a man named Doug Richards. Oh, Doug. Not much known about Doug, except that he was a heavy equipment operator who died there in the hospital in 1973. They say he's usually seen as a tall apparition wearing white t-shirt and jeans. Oh, wow. So they're talking... Full body apparition. They're talking a full body apparition, not just a. a yeah, mist most of the stuff a, I could find about Doug is more of a, a residual type thing. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. so much, not interactive like some of the other ones. Now, there is an alleged uh, demon or dark entity, whatever you want to call it, that is said to inhabit the chapel and the intersection of the hallways. So when you walk in the front door, you go straight to the front door, past reception, administrative offices all the way down the hall, chapels at the back, and then there's an intersection where the patient hallways come together. So does supposed to be where the bad thing hangs out at the intersection and in the chapel. Uh, It's said to be a sort of recorded growls, uh, weird noises in the chapel, scratchings 
and even at least one possession. I was going to say, usually when you get the, the whole, you know, the scratching thing. No, I'm talking the, about people getting scratched. Oh, like okay. Like a classic three. No, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were referring to like hearing scratching well, there's that sounds. Too. There's that too. So when you hear scratching sounds and growling, that's typically, those are associated with like demonic type. Right. Uh, or dark entity. And, and, and that's in uh, what I've watched uh, people investigating there. That chapel's one of the most active spots. That chapel and that intersection of the hallways are like two of the most active spots. I think it's interesting that it's the chapel and that's where the dark entity hangs out. Um, you would think if it was a chapel, especially being even a, a Catholic yeah, chapel. Yeah, and there's the whole... It had been blessed. Altar. Now, I, I, the owners, I guess, it brought, they, they've got a coffin sitting in the in the chapel in front of the altar probably for a fact right um <laughs> but there is a you know the giant crucifix and all that on the uh-huh. it could be some sort of dark entity you know your pitiful shepherd has no hold on me that kind yeah. of you know <clears throat> pre-judeo-christian pre-christian entity entity <laughs> uh, but there may be another reason why there is something there we'll get to that um <clears throat> and then some of the nuns are known to still hang around. Hmm. <clears throat> um, they're also, or at least one of them, is said to be the cause of other violent attacks on the living. Really? Yeah. Chokes, choking, scratching, getting bum rushed. Really? Especially in the uh, second floor where the uh, nuns' quarters are. Mm-hmm. Um, it is said that... Uh, the nuns, or at least one particular nun, has an aversion to tattoos, a severe aversion to tattoos, very Leviticus. Um, and uh, she will almost certainly attack a tattooed male who enters the uh, the nurse's quarter, the nuns' quarter. Really? Interesting. I, she, don't, she does not I like tattoos, and she will choke you. Um, well, I will say I've never seen them attacking that you hear these stories and well, I'll get to that. <laughs> I would go. I mean, I'm not scared. I mean, she going to hate that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yours. You're, you're, you're fine. I'm screwed. You're, you're <laughs> in trouble. So screwed. You're in trouble with those werewolves and priests and monks and stuff. <laughs> Celtic tattoos and yeah. Yeah. Pagan. But idolatry. That's something is every story. Everybody, the nuns hate tattoos and they'll attack you. If you have tattoos, uh, they've also been seen in other areas of the hospital and they've even shown up in photographs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, now, while we're on the nuns, I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw out a trigger warning here. <laughs> there are certain snowflakey people who might get oh God, upset oh God. by what I'm about to tell you about. I got to start some of the nuns. Getting my edit pen out so that I can work out all No, the, no, no. It's not that. I mean, tacky names. I'm, I'm just saying if you're. Uh, triggered easily triggered easily by certain things um so allegedly two of these nuns were impregnated by the priest 
and then performed their own abortions on themselves and disposed of the fetuses in the incinerator in the basement. Mm. There are rumors that the priest was uh, doing a Cosby on the nuns. Mm. Wow, so he would roofie them? Roofing them, whatever, drugging them, taking them yeah. down to his quarters, and then taking advantage of them while they were drugged. And then they became pregnant. And so, do you think the doctor hooked him up with the drugs so that he could drug him up? I don't know because there's also rumors of basically a back alley abortion clinic being run out of this hospital during the 50s and 60s mm. and uh, for cash. Yeah. Uh, which in the 50s and 60s was extremely illegal. Right. Ironically, now we've come full circle and it's illegal in Texas again, but that's mm-hmm. aside. But, and then this ring was found out by the Yorktown PD and shut down, right? Now, there's no way to confirm or deny this stuff because the Yorktown Police Department went out of business in 2011. Oh. And all the records are gone. So is it still a town? Or? It is still an incorporated town, but now law enforcement is handled by the Quero PD in the DeWitt County Sheriff's Office. I was going to say, I bet it's the Sheriff's Department. That yeah. Um, they tell you that if you have to call the police, it's either going to be Quero PD, which if they're responding, it could be a half hour, or DeWitt County Sheriff if they're close. Right. Um, which has happened during investigations where police have been called because this is an abandoned building mm-hmm. at the end of a main street, right? Um, so there's that. Take it for what you will. That's the stories being told. Hmm. Um, now, during the time it was a drug rehab center, one night a man named TJ came to the back door seeking help for his heroin addiction. He rang the, they had, they have this doorbell at, for after hours service, right? And, uh, you ring, it's a very ornate doorbell too. It's a very fancy thing. like. That. And, uh, he rang the doorbell. No one answered. He was found by the entrance the next morning, dead from an over heroin overdose. Now there is a second, version of this story which says that it actually happened when it was a hospital and he had already overdosed and his friends dumped him and either rang the doorbell or they did not either way they found tj's lifeless body heroin overdosed body at the door the next morning and uh, he is said still run the halls around by the entrance so you know what really happened his buddies are like dude you ain't dying in my car that's yeah, you go in the hospital and you can die there. There's, there's two versions of that story, and that's yeah. probably the more likely. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the most violent incident, maybe, there are rumors of other stuff, but the most violent incident occurred allegedly during the drug rehab period. Uh, there's two versions of the story. One is that a female drug counselor was having an affair with two different male patients. Okay. That did not know about each other. Okay. She was having a tryst with one, we'll call it a tryst, in the basement. 
When the other one found out about it, got a knife from the kitchen. Oh, gosh. Went down there, caught him in the act, stabbed her repeatedly, then stabbed the other man, and then the male victim was able to wrestle the knife away from the attacker and kill him with it before he died himself. Version number two is it was a female nurse having an affair with a male co-worker. Her husband found out about it. And came and... He comes down there, catches him in the act in the basement, kills both of them, and then deletes himself, self-deletes himself with the knife. Hmm. Interesting. Either way, I like that self deletes. <laughs> well, because you can't say the other word can't on say the oh, you that do word. for some inexplicable. I can tell you about a gory murder, but I can't tell you about a self. What trips me out is I can say he unalived himself. He unalived. He himself. removed himself from the physical plane. So those are the two versions of that story. Either version, the blood spatter is still on the wall in the basement. Oh, for real? And it has been sent off. For forensic testing, and mm-hmm. it is indeed human blood. So the stains from that murder are literally in the fiber of the uh, building. Yeah. That's the dank murder basement. Yeah, I bet that is the dank murder basement. It's <laughs> a no from me. Something happened to cause big human blood stains to be on the wall in that basement. Do they have pictures? Yeah. Or you can see in the video. I mean, you can go watch one of the episodes of people investigating this or whatever. You can see the blood stains. It's um, it's fascinating to me. They claim they've sent it off for, and it is confirmed to human blood. Um, now there is an isolation room on one of the wings that was used during the drug rehab period mm-hmm. as a uh, for patients suffering from severe withdrawal, huh. allegedly padded during the day. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, whatever. And uh, <laughs> allegedly, they wouldn't give any kind of medication to ease the withdrawal. They just put them in the padded room. I actually knew a doctor like that. So I totally believe that, especially that long ago, I believe that could happen because I knew a doctor. It wasn't that long ago, though, for the rehab part. Well, we're in 80, the 80s. 86 to 92. Yeah. So, but I, I, guess- I knew a doctor that literally would withhold medication from detoxing patients until they would seize a lot of times they would have seizures and he did it because he wanted them to suffer and remember the suffering so they would be less prone to get back on the the drugs again uh, yeah i mean i'm familiar with a drug rehab that is a drug-free rehab but if someone is coming off uh severe alcohol or Methadone. Yeah, they should be medically detoxed before they, they get there. They anyway. send them to a med detox right. first. Now, and just, they should be. But just straight heroin? No. <laughs> no you're going to tough it out. <laughs> right. Uh, but they didn't take the bed sheets away from them. Mm. So it's either two or three, depending on who's telling the story. People have self deleted in that room. Hmm. <sighs> In, in addition to that, for some reason, there is an iron cage. I saw the picture of the iron cage. That looks like an old west, old timey jail cell. Yes, it does. That allegedly was used for as a bit of a chill out room for 
unruly rehab patients. Interesting. I mean, it looks exactly like something you'd see in an old-timey jail. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's that big iron cage about half the size of this room. Yeah. So that's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, no one deleted themselves. I haven't heard any stories of anybody deleting themselves in the cage, but the fact that they were locked in that cage could create quite a bit of negative energy. Now, now probably the most speculative or uh, dubious story is that dubious. there was a janitor named Charles, I believe is the name, who lived on site. Yeah, there was a room, in the, I believe the third floor room. There's only one room on the third floor. And uh, that he had seen so many of the uh, things that was going on with the doctors and stuff. And he had threatened to go to the authorities and that he was murdered, chopped to bits and the bits thrown in the basement incinerator along with all the feet die, feet die, fetuses, whatever. Yeah. Mm. So there's that story as well. Take that for what you will. Jeez. Um. <laughs> So, you know, it's also a host of many other unidentified spirits and apparitions, everything from orbs to shadow men, uh, pretty much everything at some point or other has been caught on camera or video or audio recording there. Uh, shadows frequent the halls, moans, disembodied moans, disembodied screams. Um, I've heard a lot of those and watching stuff over this, lots of disembodied screams. Oh. Mm. Babies crying from the labor, there's a little labor delivery department there, and the table with the steel table with the what do you call them, the stirrups, stirrups is still mm-hmm. there, uh-huh. um, which is probably also where the other uh-huh. illegal things were being performed. Um, also, children's laughter, you name it. <laughs> you hear everything. Yeah. So, some pretty famous investigators have been to this place. Okay. Uh, family, the goat, the OG, not really the OG, but the second OG, um, Zach and the gang investigated this in 2011. It's Ghost Adventures Season 5, Episode 4, if you want to watch it. Um, and they got quite a bit of evidence. Uh, within a few minutes of locking the doors behind them they're doing the EVP burst session you know asking burst, qu- session. burst session is what he calls it so it, it's it's a real time EVP thing where you you ask some questions with it running and then you play it back you don't wait to get home to listen to it all at once you right on site right uh, within just a couple of minutes they have an EVP of very clear crystal clear you want to play mm. or it sounds like you want to play mm. within the first couple of minutes. I mean, they are literally in the entrance Jeez. in the foyer. Mm-hmm. Um, they go down to the dank murder basement and they leave a static camera pointed at, you know, and a, uh, a digital voice recorder sitting there right by the bloodstains. Mm-hmm. And then they leave and leave it there while while they're going off doing their other stuff. <clears throat> while that thing is sitting there by itself, it records uh, an entire sentence. 
it must be told and I'll tell them you did it. And it's clear as day. Oh, wow. It must be told and I'll tell them you did it like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's, they're not down there. Yeah. It, you know, <clears throat> so that was pretty, uh, pretty compelling. Um, and then of course, Zach being Zach <laughs> and he's got odd tattoos goes into the nunnery takes his shirt strips down shirtless of course he does you know he has that one demon looking thing to commemorate his being affected at pavilia island in italy by this is is the entity that he saw and uh he goes up there strips down shirtless he's got to show off his zack pack Uh you know his muscles and stuff (laughs) because this is 2011 he was was in really good shape at the time i was gonna say back then he would yeah and uh He's walking around up there like, you like these? You know, what do you think about these tattoos? I've heard you don't like tattoos. Well, look at this one. What do you think about this one? And uh, the digital voice recorder caught a voice saying, it's sick. Uh, oh, wow. And then a voice comes over the, the ovulus, you know, thing, mm-hmm. the little talking box, and uh, saying, listen, think. Zach's like, so think about what? What do you want me to think about? And then there's nothing for a couple minutes. So he starts putting his shirt on. They're going to go back somewhere else. And then it, the box is still sitting there. goes, Jesus. Oh. So, listen, think about Jesus. Because hmm. he does have this demon-looking thing tattooed on yeah. his back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. Um <clears throat> He, uh, of course, sends Aaron down alone into the dank murder basement. What? Of course he does. He always does. Always sends Aaron to the scariest place in the building. <clears throat> Rank has its privilege. <laughs> yeah. You would think he would have some privilege after all these years. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. No. Being the only one of the original, the OG group, still be around. <clears throat> But uh, he goes down there. He's got the ovulus and and the digital voice recorder. Um, The ovulus says, hurry, hide. And then they go back and review later the DVR. And seconds after it said hurry and hide on that, on the ovulus, Mm -hmm. the voice recorder captured an EVP saying, the killer is coming. Get to the hallway. The killer is coming like clear class a oh wow killer is coming get to the get to the hallway (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. yeah so uh zach also interviewed one of the doctors that used to work at the hospital and the surviving doctors dr barth uh dr barth uh said that you know he's generally he was a skeptic and he never saw much but one time he was taking a nap in the doctor's lounge outside of the ER during a long ER shift. And when he woke up, he saw the figure of another doctor who had passed away. I'm assuming Dr. Norwerski, but he didn't name him, mm-hmm. standing in the corner staring at him. That'd be trippy. And he said, every time that I had to, <laughs> to work a shift and spend the night after that, Oh, always gosh. open my eyes a little bit of time, pick over the quarter, make sure he wasn't there. So was this uh Dr. Barth? Dr. Barth is Saul. Was that his what is was that his first name? That was his last name. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like Barth Synth 
Finthan. No, no, no. It's Dr. <laughs> Barth is the doctor's uh, since his surname. Okay, gotcha. Um, I just had to do that. So, so this is also the famous or infamous uh, Zach gets chased by a donkey episode. I have seen that. Actually. There, there's there's a gif out there. You can just Google yeah. uh, Zach Baggins chased by a donkey gif, and probably put it in the video. You know? Yeah. Um. So he's searching for Mike. So Mike is the old caretaker. Mike is no longer the caretaker I of this property. This too. And uh, he's walking around. He's hollered for Mike's name. Right. Um. He goes around to the to the side towards the back. He's Mike. Mike. Not finding Mike. So he's turned around. He's walking back towards the camera. And he hears something behind him, and you can see that it's a donkey coming up. You know, not hot. not run, no, not oh. that hot, just normal donkey trot. Okay, <laughs> cute little donkey, but, about you know, this donkey trot. A donkey trot. He looks back, and I swear it looks like he's running from a grizzly bear. He covers like thirty yards, and just, and, and all the rest of them are just laughing their asses off at him. He, he probably thought <laughs> it was a demon. Probably thought it was a demon, but it because everything's demonic, you know. It was he, just a donkey. Probably thought it was a demon. It was uh, Spirit the Donkey. <laughs> Spirit was a donkey's That's name. That's the name. Spirit was, the Donkey. It was Mike's pet. Now, Mike's an interesting thing. Uh, Mike lived on site in a in a camper Mm-mm. parked Mm-mm. in front of the place, Mm-mm. and uh, there are stories that Mike would wander around at night through the place by himself, talking to the spirits and stuff. Like every night, and uh, Mike needs a friend. Well, he has. That's not he spirit the donkey, donkey. But uh, Mike also, oh, if you've ever watched donkey. it, Mike Mike looks like he's had either an extremely hard life or he's been using a lot of methamphetamine and walking around the hospital talk at night talking to. And uh, I, I I think you know Mike finally left and it. it the current caretaker has mentioned before just the previous caretaker not mentioning him by name but uh had gotten to where he would just hand case to somebody and walk away and uh i even saw that a san antonio news crew was there and the reporter said well we were supposed to get a tour but he just unlocked the place and walked away and you see mike on camera like just walking back and i think mike was on site so much and probably substance abusing and interacting with the spirits constantly that he was on the verge of going full Jack Torrance. That's a shining reference. And uh, so he left and now they have different caretakers. Of his own accord or they don't say? Not not sure. But you know that it's just like we were talking about, you know, when you when you delve into things that you probably shouldn't be delving into, like we were, uh, when we talked about the, uh, the Zozo demon, the Zozo episode that we did where, you know, over and over and over, this guy was playing with this Ouija board, you know, trying to interact with, uh, Bon Scott, you know, and what think about, and you're, like, you're in this hospital with no tell of what in there, you right. know, over and over every night. And you're on. And you're probably. No, I can't say. I can't disparage him by saying for sure he right. was. But you know the look. Oh, well, we all know the look. And uh, he had the look. 
Yeah. So it probably, wasn't. It was not the look of a healthy lifestyle. Well, it's, it's kind of like if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's probably a duck. And if you can imagine, so you put yourself in that state of mind, you know, the, the the not sleeping and spending your nights walking around interacting with God knows, God knows what. what's in that place uh, can take a toll. And uh, anyway, no. So thankfully. The donkey was the only thing to affect Zach during that episode. He was not attacked when he was upstairs oh tattooed. Nothing happened except for the for the recordings it got, but he was not physically attacked. They didn't see any demons. The uh, nuns didn't choke him or No nuns didn't choke him. Nothing like him. that happened at all. Uh but they did get a lot of uh pretty cool and they did get a partial thermal what appears to be an apparition on, on the flare. But it's one of those where eh, I'm not sure. Is that reflection or yeah. yeah? But 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 the audio recordings are impressive, very impressive. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and, and the donkey, that part alone is worth spending 40, forty-three minutes of your time watching <laughs> season five, episode four of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> so. Uh, much more recently, uh, former Zach Bagan's protege, <laughs> Dakota Layden, and uh, went there with uh, Destination Fear, his show. And, you know, their spiel is, okay, we, we do interviews, we do walkthrough, and then we split up to the four scariest places in here, and we each spend the night alone on a cot. Um, so they went there in 2020. It's If you want to watch it, it's season two episode two um they interview stephanie who is one of the current caretakers um now she is the one who was possessed by potential you want to call it dark entity demon whatever that uh the one that said to reside in the chapel now uh according to her and her husband eddie who is also one of the caretakers uh, her eyes went all white. Mm. She uh, f- dropped to the floor and appeared to be being dragged by an invisible force. And she was spewing blood and bile out of her mouth. And she was out and unconscious. She, she woke up in the hospital. Two hours later, I came out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing about Stephanie, uh, as Eddie puts it, she looks like the Sistine Chapel gone wrong. She's covered in tattoos. Mm. Not a very nice thing to say about your wife, but no, it's all in good humor, right? He said, "I like it," but um, <laughs> so they interviewed her, and you can see she is affected by it, right? Yeah, and she still won't go. She won't go to the place now. She, if you, no do, doubt, if you want to reserve, she's the person you'll talk to if you want to go there. But it's Eddie that does the tours and stuff. So, um, in an interview with Texas Highways Magazine, Stephanie said, uh, this is a quote, a lot of awful things went on here. This place freaks me out. The vibe's not good. Once you shut those doors and get in there, you forget there's even anything beyond this hospital. Mm. (laughs) 
I'm pretty sure that I would remember that I had a car parked out in the <laughs> front. <but> whatever. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. They also interviewed the the owner of the property. It is a uh, a woman named uh, her name is Joanne Rivera, and uh, she also happens to own the also haunted Black Swan Inn in Victoria, Texas. And uh, she actually met them in Quero. She didn't even go to <laughs> go there to the place to meet. Them. Oh, really? He says that even though she owns this building and uh, she's been involved in the paranormal for many years, uh, she will not set foot in the place by herself, mm. day or night. Do not blame her. Uh, but you know what? Plenty of people do you know, all the time. Oh, I'm uh, sure. Uh, um, so. They're there. They're doing their initial walkthrough and investigation before they split up to do their uh, sleeping by themselves thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're in the chapel. And their ovulus says, run. <laughs> and uh, Tanner, he's the bald one. I don't know if you watch this show. I, I haven't watched Destination Fair. It's okay. It's good. It's good until the spending the night alone part. Then it gets a little repetitive because anyway, but. They go to some some of the major hot spots, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then they always try to one up it on each other, like no flashlights, you know, oh, no, okay. you know, stuff like that, completely in the dark the whole time. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, which I don't care what house you're sitting in or what room you're in, if you're without any light at all, you're gonna start seeing stuff all night long. <clears throat> it's freaky and it's scary, you know. Yeah. And, God forbid you're in some place with haints in it. <laughs> I'm sure it is scary. Or this horribly cute spirit, the donkey. He's adorable. He is. He's awesome. Yeah. He's just so cute. Dog, you've never spent any time around donkeys, have you? I have, but this one's cute. <laughs> yeah, they're not cute. This one's cute. They, they are cute. I've, we used to have donkeys and goats. I like them. Look, spirits a little brown, white nosed donkey. You ever been kicked cute. by a donkey? No. You ever been bit by a donkey? Uh, no. Zach almost no, got kicked by God. a donkey because he tried to come up behind it, pet it on its haunch, and it reared up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there at the chapel, the obvious says run. Run. They don't mm-hmm. run, do they? No. No. Uh, Tanner asks them, why do you want us to run? What, do you, what are we running from? You know? And they're also doing burst-style EVP, right? Mm-hmm. So they play it back, and right after he asks that question, the reply comes over the DVR. Run away. Hmm. But they're like, you know, whoa, play that again. Yeah. But when they go to play it again, you hear him say, why do you want us to run? But the reply is gone. 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 What in the hell's happening? That's her phone. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not looking at it. I just got a note. I know. I've only seen, and I, you know, I watch a lot of these shows, mm-hmm. stuff, and I've only seen that once before. It was an episode of Ghost Adventures where there was an EVP, and then, and then they play it back, and then it's gone. I've, I've never heard. I've never. Before. Known that that happens. I've I've actually had that happen. Have you? To mm-hmm. yourself? Yeah. Not. It's like where I recorded one. Absolutely heard it. Stored it. Went back to look at it. It was months later, but it wasn't there anymore. Now, now this was 
on spot. Like yeah, no, right there in front of him. I don't know how that happens, but it just Played disappeared. It, it was there. You hear him say, "Run from what? Run away. Mm-hmm. Rewind. Run from what? Nothing. Nothing there." Interesting. Um, they were in the priest quarters, and uh, so let me interrupt for a second because I I just thought about something. What if? What if when you ask it, run from what? Okay. And you have this sound coming through the recorder, right? Real time. That wasn't real time. No, I'm saying they played it back. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So you're hearing it real time come through the recorder. Okay. What you recorded where it said, run from what? Right. And you're expecting a response, and it uses the static and the sound so that you're actually hearing run away real time. It's not recorded already. Oh, okay. You're actually hearing it real time. Yeah. So then when you play it back. It's gone. It's gone because it wasn't wasn't recorded recorded. when you heard it the first time. It was actually real time. Interesting. Could be. And thought about that. Hmm. I thought that's weird. Why would that disappear if yeah, that's actually because it wasn't recorded? Interesting. It's true. It's just so it just I just gotta flip back and forth between the ovulus and this other device mm-hmm. to talk, right? Um so anyway, they're in the priest quarters, which is one of the more active spots, by the way, the priest quarters. It's it's kind of a shitty room with a crappy looking hotel bed in it. Mm-hmm. But God knows what went on. Well, apparently, place. a lot of things they weren't well, supposed to. God knows what kind of Bill Cosby stuff went on on that. Hotel. I was going to say, somebody getting freaky with the the nuns there. Yeah. Um, and they ask, which I think this is a silly question to ask because, but they ask, "Are you good or are you evil?" What? I think it's a silly question. If it was actually some sort of dark entity wouldn't it say oh i'm good i'm good baby i'm good <laughs> right I, i'm the friendlies i'm casper right right um you but, should you should invite me in i'm good yeah. so the reply they get yeah <clears throat> on the uh on the voice recorder it says they think it says I'm evil. I'm just trying to have a good time. Now, the word before evil is not clear. And to my ear, it sounded more like not evil. Just trying to have a good time. Mm. Which, this is the priest quarters. Just trying to have a good time. Right. That's what I got out of that. They, of course, interpreted it completely different. But, you know. These things are always up to interpretation, right? Ones I've seen are for sure. Then they go out, they do their separate things where they spend the night. Not much happens. Uh, Dakota's sitting on his cot. None of them sleep. And he's got a a REM pod sitting about 10, 12 feet away from him. And it goes off. And he literally is like, nope, not today. You know, he goes over there and turns the REM pod off. And he goes back and gets on the cot. It's like, (laughs) nope. So it's got to be spooky or you lose your syndication, you know, you lose yeah, your contract. They did anyway. Right. But they say Zach took it away from him. Um, the all powerful. <laughs> so, uh, paranormal files, Colin, Texas boy. Hey, he's been there six times. 
Um, I did not watch all six of them because he does really. I mean, he publishes he, two, three hour long videos. Yeah, I was going to say his are long. They're very long. Um, he does a fantastic job. Absolutely. But I only had a week to do. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite. There's a new episode out called The Sally House that I was going to watch today, but it's three hours long. But it's supposed to be the scariest place you've ever been. Hmm. Very demonic. It's supposed to be a demon situation. But uh, what you looking at? Nothing. Oh. He's making sure he doesn't hit his mic. Oh, okay. What? When you moved your computer. Now he has been he has been scratched before, and I'm not talking about baby scratches. I'm talking your three scratches mm-hmm. down his back, through his shirt, under his shirt, and bleeding through his shirt. At this place, Mm-mm. aggressively scratched. Was he in the nuns? In the quarters? chapel, I believe. Actually, oh. he is heavily tattooed, but um, I believe this happened in the chapel um, where the demon is said to reside. Yeah. Mm. Now. The last time he went there, this was last year. In fact, he took uh, he took Twins Paranormal there, and uh, they did. They give you the full tour, the full video of Eddie's tour. And uh, Eddie is a fantastic. <laughs> Eddie's great. Eddie is the husband of Stephanie, who was possessed, right? So mm-hmm. she will not come. She used to do tours. She will not set foot in there anymore. Right. Uh, but she is the person who takes your reservations and stuff. But Eddie does your tours. Uh, Eddie said, told them that some folks from California with Travel Channel had come there and had specifically broken the rules that Stephanie had laid out specifically the rule about Ouija boards and them not allowed in the building. And that, and uh, he wouldn't say who it was, but he did specify it was not Ghost Adventures. It was not Zach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, he said that after that Ouija board was used in there, he and Stephanie started experiencing things that they had never experienced in there before. And uh, the nature of the haunting or the vibe in there changed quite a bit oh wow so i'm presuming that this was before what happened to her happened to her mm-hmm. so i don't know who that would be because i can't imagine dakota those guys doing it and i couldn't find any other people from travel channel who had been there so i'm not sure who he's talking about but he says someone used a ouija board in there how does he know <clears throat> if it's against the rules i guess they said it I, I'm assuming that it was broadcast that they decided to watch it later and saw him using a Ouija uh, board. Oh, I see. Duh. <laughs> Self-evident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Eddie also said that it, it, on more than one occasion in the basement, because there have been issues, as you can imagine, with people breaking into this place, um, he found evidence of ritual activity. Pentagrams drawn on the floor. A pentagram. Mm-hmm. Baked pentagram on the floor dead gutted raccoon in the middle of it and a skinned what appeared to be a dog but he said he has had to bury multiple dead animals who you know he a couple of times he's had to clean up blood sacrifice ritual stuff that went on in the basement and uh he has like a a ritual he goes through to cleanse the place with sage and one of those uh you know bells you know Mm -hmm. and uh 
so that stuff is going on down there interesting um but i wanted to point out that watching eddie's tour it's fantastic right if you're in the area and you just want to do the, the little daytime tour thing i think that's the one i'm here for <laughs> i'm here for the daytime if you're a wimp and you just want to do the daytime Me. tour thing <laughs> wimp. Me. eddie's tour is fantastic and is fabulously reviewed okay I, I, you know uh go see eddie people love eddie um, and he does a great job. I mean, he probably adds a little color commentary that might not necessarily be 100% accurate, but... Makes for an exciting He tour. does make it extremely entertaining, you know? Right. And uh, he says that his first night in there, because he does mention that the previous caretaker, that would be Mike, got to the point where uh, he just... He wouldn't vet nothing. He'd just hand the keys over and say, here you go, right. walk away, right? And... Uh, he said uh, his first night there, Eddie's first night there, he was going to clean up the kitchen because the kitchen had been trashed by someone who'd come in there, right? And, um, so he started working on that, and he starts hearing banging and footsteps and all sorts of noises. And uh, he finally said, you know, fuck it, I'm turning my... He has hearing aids. He said, well, I'm turning them off. <laughs> he turned his hearing aids off so he couldn't hear it so he could yeah. finish the job and then someone had told him i i think it was joanne the older told him said no you gotta go in there introduce yourself tell them what you're doing that you mean no harm that you're here to take care of the place and keep it up for them and so he said he felt really stupid doing this but he went in there and did it and he said ever since then they pretty much leave him alone Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to turn his hearing aids off or anything to work in there. The, 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 all that banging and the noises and all that stopped. Huh. Which is that's made buddies with him. He made, he made friends with it. Well, they could tell he was taking care of the place. Also, he has no tattoos. Oh well, there he goes. See, like, the nuns like him. Yeah. Um. So their investigation that was pretty active in the in the chapel. Very strange noises, like. They're out of the, door, uh, the twins, 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 and Colin. Okay, because they were all there together. Um, a sound just in the middle of the air. Interesting. In the ether there in the chapel, they would hear you know the the normal knocks, you know, disembodied voices, and also the sound of like a gurney wheel or a wheelchair were like that mm-hmm. that that always residual the, yep. abandoned hospital sound they, they always right? hear them yeah um they also used motion balls you know the kitty balls mm-hmm. and he clips something coming down the hall towards them coming to the rim pod and then down right yeah uh but their money shot was when one of them i you know they're twins so i don't know if it's ryan or river i don't know they look exactly like um but was doing a TikTok while they were oh my. The, other one, the other one was doing setting up cameras and stuff and shooting b-roll and he was in the chapel doing a TikTok. so you've got a situation like hey guys it's me i'm here at the at the uh, yorktown memorial hospital like this growl like as if something is in between him and the phone well, and, and, it, and it was real because you could see it just about scared the face tattoos off that kid. 
bless him and uh scared the face tattoo i mean and you can i mean it was as if some unseen something was in between Mm -mm. me and this phone this far away growling so he heard it wasn't just caught by the audio on the phone it was in the room yeah he heard it as well and like like what the you know um so that was their uh which they also then they turned that into the clickbaity title demon caught on camera mm-hmm. which you're thinking oh we're gonna see like no it was that's that was the demon caught on camera nah. part. but anyway pretty interesting so there's dozens of other ones you can go on youtube uh i just watched some people from australia or new zealand they mm-hmm. down down under accents mm. Uh, who had come all the way and they were doing the hotspots in the U.S. and that was on their bucket list of hotspots. And so they did a very interesting so cool. uh, investigation there. Uh, you can do tours. You can book tours to the place. Or you can do overnight. No. See, day, daytime tour with Eddie for one. Well, you still get so. to t- the Eddie tour. <laughs> See, if you do the overnight. Uh-huh. I get it. I get the Eddie tour. You get it sundown to sun up, and you get the Eddie tour. Well, I. It's a twofer. It's a twofer. You can take my my overnight ticket while I hit up the daylight one. And from what I understand, I couldn't find like they don't have a website, they have a Facebook page mm-hmm. for it, and with the phone numbers to call, and it's Stephanie who you'd be talking to when you call. But uh, the it's I think five hundred dollars for an overnight. Mm-hmm. But you have the place to yourself. Eddie does not stay. Eddie gives you Eddie the tour. Stay. Eddie, Eddie stay. gives you the tour, and he says, uh, "Bye." All right. Good luck. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. See you in the morning. Bye. Um, now, is Eddie from Texas? I'm not sure. He lives in Santa. Eddie and Stephanie live in San Antonio, so they don't live on the. Ooh, hell no. They live in San Antonio. He oh, drives. So... He drives down for this stuff. Yeah. Ah, I got you. Did Mike uh, take Spirit the donkey? Yeah, there's no more donkey. On-site. Oh, no more on-site donkey. Oh, I forgot. To, so actually, one of the things that happened to uh, Colin. And then on the fifth trip, the fifth and what was supposed to be the final trip, but then they ended up hooking up with the twins for a sixth trip. Uh, an actual live person, people trying to break into the building while they're in. Oh, God. Which is maybe the scariest thing. Yeah, no <laughs> oh, kidding, wow. right? Because they're like, somebody's trying to get the door. Somebody's trying to get the, you know, the front door. They're in the chapel and they hear the front door banging. And you hear this voice, let me in. So they go up to the second floor for the open window where they can look down on them. And they're yelling at him, hey, we've rented the place for the night. And they're like, oh, let us in. Let us in. Uh, <laughs> and, and no. No. <laughs> no, you may not. And they had put the chain. There was like a... like Shall not pass. <laughs> the, the chain wasn't locked, but there was a chain you could put look, like a hotel door right on mm-hmm. the front doors. And they are pushing against that no. chain. So one of them is calling the police, and Colin is in there. They're like drunk teenagers or something. Or? You couldn't ever see them. You can see their car. You can see the headlights of their car yeah. and stuff. But and uh, he's like telling, "Hey, we're calling the police. We're one of us is on the phone with the police right now. Are you for real? Like yes." And finally, after the, some of that, they finally you see them fire up the car and they leave, and literally the cops show up like right after they leave. Wow. So that may be the scariest thing that actually. That would be scary. Yeah, especially if you're not strapped. Right. Um, stay strapped. <laughs> um, it's Texas after all. Yeah. 
So still the wild west. Anyway, I think it's five hundred dollars for an overnight, but I don't think there's a limit on people. You know how some places oh you can, you can have, have x amount of x people. amount of people. Oh, mm-hmm. in your group, you mean there's not right. a limit. There's no limit, but I mean, you probably. Of course, you didn't want to. You wouldn't want a whole bunch of people. No, you wouldn't want more than six in this place. I mean, thirty thousand square feet, six investigators. Yeah. One for every five thousand square feet. Well, yeah. (laughs) Good at math. Yeah. Cheese of whiz. Not really. So Yorktown is. It's about an hour fifteen, hour twenty from San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Uh. And of course, San Antonio has its amazing Mexican food, the Riverwalk, and its own haunted hotels. Lots of them. Right? Like the dear old Emily Morgan. It basically makes a triangle. You've got San Antonio, Lockhart, which is the Mecca, the Vatican, the uh, center of the earth for Texas barbecue. Oh. That is home to Smitty's, Black's, and Cruise Market, three of the most legendary, greatest barbecue places in Hmm. the world. I did not know and that. And then the other leg of the triangle is Yorktown. Ah. And they're all about a little over an hour from each other. Oh, cool. So so you could go down and make a long weekend. A long weekend it. trip out of it's what I'm thinking. An overnight at the Yorktown. Or daytime with Eddie. I ain't scared. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would go. I'd Especially do the possessions and stuff. I mean. There's still electricity there because I have, I have to have my CPAP. Oh, I'm not, I wouldn't sleep there. I don't know. Hell no. Driving no. back to San Antonio or... What if you get tired? I mean, you, sleep, you can sleep on the priest bed. <laughs> I'm sleeping yeah, in the car. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's I can fix that real quick. I don't know the, if I'd want to sleep in the car if you see those people trying to break into the building oh, while yeah, they're no. in there. I don't right. know that I'd want to sleep in the nun's quarters either. Not as tatted no. up as I am. And there's a couple other beds or you could you could sleep on that uh, that labor and delivery table. With the stirrups, Mm-mm. put them up. Yeah. Or the surgical. Negative ghost rider. <laughs> Not they, they have a morgue. And again, no. <laughs> One of the drawers? Yeah. No. It's dark. No, I, I think I think you've been... There's a confessional. Yeah, there's a confessional in the chapel. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going nowhere near a confessional. <laughs> Go sleep in the um, confessional? You could sleep on the pews. Yeah. In the chapel. With the, with the demon. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could uh, get a room in Quero at the Holiday Inn Express or the Fairmont, or whatever, because twenty minutes away in Fair in Quero, there's plenty of lodging. Okay. There's not many places to stay in in your town, but uh, or you could spend. San Antonio's got plenty of places. Three to stay or four hours too. there. Take the hour drive back to San Antonio. Yeah, I was going to say and find you something else. You got the Crockett. You got Emily Morgan. Emily Morgan. Minger. You got the Minger. Yeah. Famous haunted. So it'd be a great long weekend thing, and then you could do the Lockhart thing. For your barbecue, it, you run over for lunch. It cruise market. I mean, cruise market is that place with the uh, that eighty year old woman that's a pit master that's still going every. Oh day. really? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't um, been there. But anyway, so when are we going? Because I'm down. Yeah, that sounds like a fun weekend. Yeah, would you do three or four hours overnight in that place in the middle of the Oh, night? yeah, absolutely. Oh, hunting? Yeah, oh, sure. I would too. Yeah, I'm not. Nah, I didn't. I'm not going to the dank basement. I'll go in the murder basement. My, nah, maybe I not. went to that two story dilapidated old building in Kemp, Texas, man. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't go back there, so. Was that that was the most haunted place I think I've ever been. So. And it's burnt down though, so we can't. Yeah, it's burnt down, so we can't go. Can't go back. 
But so anyway, that's uh, Yorktown that is, Memorial Hospital. There's a, wow. And it's kind of mean to be the most haunted place in the world, says the sun. The sun. Mm-hmm. It's a sun magazine. Yeah. But, but I they're, mean, but they're they Brits. Were, what do they know? Well, but they were covered by the Texas <laughs> Highways. I mean, that's a legit magazine for anybody that yeah. travels Texas in Texas. Yeah, like, covered, they're a very good publication. Um, uh, every news channel in San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston area, they've all done stories on this place. It, 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 I mean, it's a world famous like I said, bucket list place for paranormal investigators. Right. I could see why. Okay, so we have. Jeez. What do we have tonight? We had the Tesoro, El Tesoro, Blanco, and Reposado. And the Reposado beats out the Blanco in From my all mind. three of us, but neither one is a bad tequila. No, I mean the Blanco bad. is not a bad tequila. And we definitely should do a. A weekend and there's tequila bars in San Antonio too. They get involved in tequila. some good tequila there bars. Yeah, we've actually hit a few of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's very, very, very interesting. That was a good one, John. Yeah, I'm excited because that. it's in because it's not it's five hours from me. It's doable for us. It is a yes. doable thing. Yeah. yeah, it's not like we can go take the weekend off and go to the stanley or something you i know? mean if from here to the york or from my house from the yorktown to the memorial hospitals five hours 20 minutes yeah there you go that's it's doable which is if you're not don't live in texas you don't realize that's not that far <laughs> exactly when you're from texas if the drive is four hours or less that's about yeah, that's normal doable. <laughs> yeah all right that's very good thank you john thank mm-hmm. you y'all have a good night good night Nighty-night. Sweet dreams. Yeah. (laughs) Run away. Run away. The killer's There's something freaky about old Catholic dilapidated hospitals. Can you imagine? They press those up there if you would. Can can you imagine? I want to try to maintain the integrity of these locks. Imagine if Christus Trinity Mother.